Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Lots of news to get into here on a weekend edition of the show. We have got the full lineup for this weekend. There is a UFC show. There is WWE Hell in a Cell. And coming up on Sunday night, Monday morning, there is the New Japan King of Pro Wrestling show. We can talk about the lineups for all of these shows on the program here today. Get your thoughts on everything as well. We also have notes on the SmackDown ratings, the Raw ratings from this week. There is a new book coming out about the life of Brian Pillman. We are coming up, oh, we've just passed actually the 20-year anniversary of his passing. Dave Meltzer is going to join us on the show here today. We can talk to him about Brian Pillman. Obviously, Dave is a contributor. He was interviewed for the book. I shouldn't say he was a contributor, but interviewed for the book about Brian Pillman. Crazy Like a Fox, the definitive chronicle of Brian Pillman 20 years later. It's going to be out on Amazon here soon. According to the Wrestling Observer website, the book covers Pillman's personal and professional life with interviews with members of the Pillman family. Dave Meltzer, Kim Wood, a former coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, who was like his father figure, Bruce Hart, Raven, Jim Cornette, Mark Madden, and Les Thatcher. So we'll talk to Dave about that. Plus, all of the news in pro wrestling. The New Observer was out yesterday. We can talk about that. Filthy Tom Lawler, Jeff Cobb last night at MLW One Shot. The match is over. Who won and what happened? We'll talk about that in the show today. Filthy Tom Lawler may or may not be on Figure Four Daily today. His flight was delayed, and so that's thrown off a lot of schedules. We'll do our best to get him on either today or tomorrow or Sunday. Sometime very soon to talk about everything that went down at the MLW One Shot Show. We've also got NXT and Lucha Underground. If you have thoughts on either of those shows, you're welcome to give us a call today. The phone number, 844-411-5411. That is 844-411-5411. Text messages, 425-780-7566. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. Looking for the perfect match? Choose from the best brand TVs, computers, furniture, and appliances, and we'll match your payment up to four weeks during Rent-A-Center's Free for Fall event. Just pay a week, and we'll match your next payment up to four weeks, only at Rent-A-Center. Big brands, small payments. Rental purchase lease transaction match payment offer valid on new agreements entered between October 5th and October 7th. Minimum of one weekly payment due at signing before three weeks apply. Offer will not reduce cost of ownership or purchase option amounts. Does not include sales tax, optional fees, and other charges you may incur. Participating locations only. Not valid online. See manager for details. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Avantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Avantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a 15 
$1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Your aches and pains can be washed away. Call right now for a risk-free quote. 800-552-6851. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Anchor.fm is a great new platform that has some of the coolest audio on the planet. You'll find Rick Tittle's Comedy Spotlight and his interviews with all of today's biggest comedians, plus the best in politics, music, and more. Anchor has it all. And if you want to get in on the action, you can start your own station and be the DJ you've always dreamed of. If you're looking to launch a podcast, Anchor is the easiest way to begin. And with so many ways to interact with your listeners, you'll be destined for greatness. So check out the Comedy Spotlight and more at Anchor.fm. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We are back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Lots of news to get into here today, weekend edition of the show. First off, for those of you that are subscribers, may or may not be a Filthy Tom Lawler show today. He was delayed. His flight was delayed. So it's caused a, an issue in terms of scheduling. But we will have him on soon. Last night at the MLW One-Shot Show, he did, in fact, beat Jeff Cobb. According to the front page, this was a physical match, with Cobb getting busted open at one point. He used huge throws throughout. For the finish, Lawler was able to roll through and pin Cobb for the victory. Lawler then issued a challenge to Matt Riddle for a future match, and Riddle tweeted that he'll face Lawler on the December 7th MLW show. Damn. What? Hmm. Remember hmm. when we had Court Bauer? I need to get this guy back on the show. Do you remember when we had Court Bauer on the show? I do. I, I flat out asked him. I said, is this really MLW one shot? Or are you going to do it again here when this is over? And I believe, I believe he actually said, never say never. And of course, the video on demand of the show was available at MLW.com. MLW announcing last night they will return to Orlando on December 7th for a show called Never Say Never. Well, so I guess he never lied. That's that's true. And you know what, though? Hey, you take your, your one shot uh, for that day. Then you may need to take your one shot again. And it sounds like Filthy Tom truly taking his shot. Filthy Tom 
don't take no dives. So if you're going to beat Fulty Tom Lawler, you're going to do it straight up, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens with with he and Mister uh, Everybody's favorite right now. See, he goes through this. You know, talking about could Matt be a Riddle for Tom. Tom could go through internet favorites like it's nothing because look at how many people love Jeff Cobb. Look how many people love Matt Riddle. Look at well, okay, not many people love Dominic, but that's okay. The point is that Tom could actually add this to his repertoire. Not only is he going to be throwing dudes, he's going to be ending these MMA guys who have gotten in the way of his path of becoming the king of professional wrestling. Are you talking about Dom, the producer? No, Dominic Guarini, or whatever the hell his name was. Justin Guarini. Who did he beat up in uh, Cleveland a couple days ago? Oh, we can't mention that name here on the air. The Collector. Oh, we'll just say uh, The Collector. Sorry. Let's go to the phones here on the air. What's going on? Not much. How are we doing, guys? Very good. What's happening? I just had a quick question regarding uh, future plans with WWE. I know for a while back now, they were discussing that they want to do like an epic main event because, you know, people in the company saw Okada and Omega. And I wasn't sure if that's still the expectation and how they're going with uh, the booking of Lesnar and his F5. And if they're still thinking they can pull off a main event caliber worthy of like equal to the O'Connor Omega with Lesnar and Reigns, or if they maybe, well, you know, if here's, you guys had other ideas. Here's though. the thing, buddy. Hold on one second. So you got to think about this from the WWE perspective. I mean, everybody was raving about the Okada Omega match, but the reality is I'm sure that if Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn, if those guys watched that match, they'd pick it apart, and they'd say, well, they, they shouldn't True. have done this, they shouldn't have done this. So their idea of an epic match is different than the idea of Omega and Okada's epic match. I'll give you a good example. That Roman Reigns-John Cena match, I mean, the way that match was laid out on paper, that was supposed to be like an epic, big-time WrestleMania main event, uh, you know, career-defining match for Roman Reigns. I mean, didn't seem that most fans saw it that way, but that was their idea for that match. Yeah. So I'm sure in their mind, I'm sure in Vince's mind, he's got this idea for Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, and he's just got this match layout, and he's just thinking this is going to be the greatest WrestleMania match you've ever seen, and by the end, the people will actually be loving Roman Reigns. Now, whether or not that actually happens, I mean, I don't want people yelling at me if they don't like the match. I'm just telling you what WWE's expectation is. Of course. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm w still... WWE never said they are coronating Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. We say that, and that's basically what they're doing, but they've never said that. So in their eyes, we're just putting on great WrestleManias with a great superstar that, that garners all of this this emotion and reaction, which is how they'd sell that. I'm still, I'm still hearing about it from that stupid last pay-per-view where the first half was great, and then I got a text message that said, man, if you think this is great, just wait. And, of course, I tweet that out, and then people didn't like the rest of the show, so they got mad at me. Like, Was that the one with Cesaro and uh No, it's the one with the, the, it's, it's the, one with the John Cena-Roman Reigns match. They thought yeah, that so it that was, was going to... that was the one with the tag match where everything after that yeah, fell off the cliff. They yeah. thought that that was going to blow away everything on the show. Now, hey. of course, I had to take the brunt of it because I tweeted about it. It's like, oh, you're such an idiot, Brian. That match wasn't that great. You're, you're such a fool. Like, oh, yeah, I could see the future and predict whether or not you're going to like a match. They thought it was going to be a WrestleMania-caliber main event. What are you mad at me for? I'm just telling you what they thought. Got to get that off my chest. This person think, why do you think the Nakamura on the main roster has not lived up to the hype? Well, 
I mean, you're about to answer your own question, but I'll keep reading. He is challenging for the WWE title on Sunday against Jinder Mahal. He doesn't have that aura about him anymore. His entrance doesn't feel special, or his in-ring isn't the same. Well, his in-ring is no different than it was once he figured out in NXT that he didn't need to do anything. The entrance is different. Which is what they want. Kevin Dunn thought that he had a better idea for the entrance. So if you don't like it, you can get mad at Kevin Dunn. And he's feuding with Jinder Mahal. I mean, that's your answer. I mean, in NXT, in NXT, he was the top guy. On SmackDown, Jinder Mahal is the top guy, and he's not. So that's what's going on here. Now, it's easier me, for, for I think, me, I think for everybody to do this for some people than it is for others. But it was, I saw Shinsuke Nakamura's whole career. I knew exactly how this one was going to go. It was a matter of, could he get over that, that hump in NXT, which he did with flying colors. I mean, probably easier than anybody else that's ever stepped in there. Uh, certainly off of foreign soil, I believe. And that's it. I mean, it's as simple as this. He's not this new, the Nakamura from New Japan, and you have to separate yourself from that. He's not even the Nakamura from NXT in some ways, but I mean, he. I think for WWE standards, I mean, yeah, he's not gender because Vince is tunnel visioned on gender right now. Okay, but you look at the rest of it, you can't fault him for the feuds he's in. He's doing what he needs to do. He gets the reaction, and there you go. I don't think this has been some spectacular failure. I just think he's in WWE right now, and that's all you can pretty much – that's really all you can say about a lot of these guys with, with this much talent who are just are just hanging out. So he could win Sunday. I talked about this yesterday. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm speculating. But the Jinder Shinsuke Nakamura match, it is it is potentially a title change. I mean, I expect if it is a title change, Jinder will win the belt back. I, one way or the other, Jinder is going to India as the champion. He may be champion straight through WrestleMania. That was that was what I'd originally heard. I've not heard anything about Shinsuke winning the belt, but I'm just looking at everything going on, looking at various scenarios, and I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. I mean, now that they've announced the India tour. I mean, even I said this here on the air. Now that they announced the tour, I mean, my thought is, well, there's no way that Jinder is losing. And I think that a lot of fans are thinking there's no way Jinder is losing. And sometimes that's the day where Vince decides to surprise people. And it is the SmackDown title. It doesn't matter. I mean, you can put it on Nakamura and then take it off of him on TV or at Survivor Series or anywhere. And you can still go through WrestleMania as Jinder is your top guy. There's a lot of ways they could do this. They could... They could even do some sort of deal where, here's another scenario, based on what I said yesterday. They have a match. The Singh brothers interfere. It's a DQ. Daniel Bryan comes out, demands they lower the cage. They lower the cell. They have a match. Nakamura wins. Jinder Mahal does the old, this was not in my contract, blah, blah, blah. Dusty finish. He gets the belt back on SmackDown. There's a million things that they could do here, where they raise Nakamura's hand at the end, and everybody gets their happy ending, but then Jinder ends up the champion wouldn't be the first or the last time they do this. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just saying that looking at everything, that's definitely a possibility. It most certainly is. It most certainly is. And it would be if Nakamura does end up with a title uh, legitimately for a, even if it's a short period of time, it can be looked at as somewhat of an olive branch. I don't know if that's what they would intend, but I know that would at least make people happy and it would at least provide some sort of possible spark to a SmackDown show they could use it. Back in a moment with Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer Live.
Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy price again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Hey, back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. We are joined by Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Dave Meltzer is joining us here today. we got a lot to talk about. Apparently there's a lot of stuff going on with these weigh-ins, Dave. What's happening? Well, everything um, uh, Kevin Lee just made weight a couple minutes ago at 154.5 after missing it. Um, the deadline was at... Uh, uh, 11 o'clock, and he showed up at the last minute, weighed 156, so the fight was in jeopardy. The title aspect of the fight was in jeopardy. The fight was actually going to go on either way, but it, um, it, it would have been, it wouldn't have been a non-title fight. What they would have done was they would have, if, if 
Ferguson would have won, he would have won the title. If Lee would have won at that point, he would not have won the title, and Lee would have been docked 20% of his purse. But they gave him an hour starting at 11.15 to make it, and um, he showed up like 12.13 or something like that and made it. So fight's on. That's not much of a deadline now, is it? What? That's not much of a deadline then, is it? No, he showed up at the last. Well, the first deadline. Well, I mean, the rules do say that if it's under, if you if you miss by under by under two pounds, you do have time to to um. I see the last two pounds. But they had him examined by a doctor for fifteen minutes before they would let him try to go back and cut weight, in case that they felt that that it was would be unhealthy for him to cut the last pound. Um, I mean, the, you know, the funny part of the story, or not so funny part, was that yesterday he was. 174, bragging about being 174 and saying that he'd have no problem whatsoever making weight, but uh, he did have a problem. And um, there was one fight that was canceled. It was Nick Lentz against Will Brooks. Nick Lentz never showed up for the scale, and about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes before the deadline, um, the word was out that he was not going to be able to make weight, and um, so that fight's off. Hmm. And he had... I guess he got. I guess he had health issues trying to make weight because he could have always missed weight and fought, you know, and he didn't do that. So, I mean, this is a broken record, but it seems to me like this moving the weigh-ins earlier deal is doing more harm than good. I don't think there's any question because I mean, we. I was keeping stats in the early part of the year, and it was completely. You know, it's like it was. I, I couldn't. Rem- I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was. It was extremely rare were the late weigh-ins for somebody for fights to be canceled because of weight issues, and it's become a regular thing where there's like one on every show where it's where fights have been canceled because of weigh-in issues. So yes, it's been worse. You know what? The the men, everyone's heart's in the right place. The men, the idea is is that if you weigh in early, it gives guys an extra five, six, seven hours to um, rehydrate, so they will be going into the cage healthier. The only issue is is that. Um, now they cut more weight because they know they yeah, have. I mean, they're, they're. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I no, mean, is right. there no, also because, an issue with trainers? What? Well, I mean, there is, is there but, a- but but the bigger issue is the whole issue itself of we're trying to we're trying to solve the problem of weight cutting, and this solution does allow guys time to rehydrate, but it's not dealing with the core issue of their weight cutting more now because they have more time to rehydrate. Well, obviously, either they are weight cutting more uh, because they have more time to hydrate. Rehydrate, or because it's early in the morning, you got to remember that if if you're weighing in at like seven o'clock or even four o'clock, you have all day to starve and you have all day in the sauna. If you're weighing in at eleven o'clock, you know unless you um, if these guys let's say they start first thing, let's say they start at ten in the morning for a seven o'clock weigh in. Okay, that's like nine hours. Okay, to do that for um, an uh, an eleven o'clock weigh in means you're starting at two in the morning, which means you're up all night in the sauna cutting weight, which is probably, considering you're going to fight and you're on, your normal clock, is insane. So that's also part of the problem is um, they have less hours the next, the next morning to cut. Now, the, the cut itself is unhealthy either way. So, I mean, and the, and the, the solution to the problem is to try to put um, things in that will make it um, impossible, regulations in that will make it impossible to cut an unrealistic amount of weight, period as opposed to, well, we'll make it easier for the fighter to be a little bit more healthy after, the day after, he cuts an unrealistic amount of weight. You're still, you know, like, the, the actual cutting of the weight is the problem, and that hasn't changed that problem at all. And, yeah, like you said, it's, it might have even made it worse. 
Dave, th- throwing the health aspects out there for a minute, what is the issue with timing? Because it seems to be that there's an issue with training as far as being getting ready for this UFC schedule. I know for other fighters, you know, you're going to be going off the same mentality that you had before when it came to when it came to weigh-ins. But I mean, for the UFC, I mean, since everything has changed, why isn't this last week? being adjusted so the guys know when to peak out on, you know, Friday they know, afternoon. They know they just, you know, you look, if the guy's at 174 the day before, then that's on him. Um, but it's also on them in the sense that if this guy shows up, I mean, these guys show up on Tuesday or Monday. Let's say they show up on Tuesday, and this guy's going to fight at 155. And he shows up at 174. There should already be a red flag out there. You know, they should tell those these guys, like, you know, if you're fighting at 150, if you're fighting at 155, you know you need to have 165 as your weight. But you know they'll say that. Yeah, there's like no what, what, what? I mean, what's the red flag? They tell you not to do it. That doesn't. It doesn't mean. No, anything. but I mean, I, and I don't. I don't mean to sound flippant, but I mean, as far as like the. I mean, why is it that so many guys now are doing it earlier when it's just like if you know you're going to be weighed in at that time, why have they not adjusted these guys' actual body schedule? So you know, if you're going to be fat or not, or you're going to try to cut, you know, too much at the last minute or not, like that to the side. Why is that not being done now to, to adjust is, to a different it, it, schedule? It is being done. It's just being done more ineffective because of the, of the idea that you actually sleep one night you know like like the time that these guys would be cutting i mean yes you could cut before you go to sleep but then when you sleep you're not in the sauna so you're going to start you know your body's going to start normalizing again so that's what makes it tougher is is so it's actually worse this early weigh-in is actually worse without a doubt and it actually should be stopped but because it was done as this measure and the fighters originally all liked it and the fights actually perhaps got better because of it because for the majority of fighters that don't have issues making weight, um, that gives them an extra couple of hours to rehydrate and to get energy back and to not get so tired in their fights. So for the majority of fighters, it's a benefit, but for the minority of fighters, it's made it more dangerous. And quite frankly, um, unfortunately, because so many fights drop out, I think that that's you've got you to weigh the evaluation to the fact that it's bad, not, that, that the early weigh-ins are, are bad, not good. So tell me about this upcoming Brian Pillman book here on the 20th anniversary of his passing, close to the 20th anniversary. Um, yeah, Liam, Liam um, O'Rourke um, has been working on this book for a long, long, long time. I actually just talked to him a week ago. I mean, he's been very persistent. I give him much credit. He's been trying to get in touch with me for probably a year, if not longer. I mean, constantly. And, and you know how my schedule is. It's impossible. And... Um, but I had promised him all along, you know, like uh, that, you know, don't worry, I'll, I'll talk to you. So it was le- legitimately right on the on his deadline, and, and we did talk. But um, yeah, he's talked to members of the family, and he's just been studying the whole Brian Pillman uh, legacy. I mean, Brian Pillman was a really fascinating character. So I, I just knowing how hard the guy, and he had really good questions for me and everything. I, I expect it'll be a really good book, and I know who he's talked to. He talked to Kim Wood, and Kim Wood was the guy who laid out, you know, a lot of Brian's, um, um, stuff, you know what I mean? Um, strength and conditioning coach for the Bengals, right? He was a strength and conditioning coach for the Bengals. Yeah. That was really, really close with Brian. And, um, you know, he was, I mean, he came up to an extent with the idea of the loose cannon thing. I mean, a lot of it was Brian. Some of it was Bruce Hart. Some of it was Terry Funk. I mean, those were the guys behind the, the whole concept of what he was attempting to do. And, that he was succeeding in doing, and unfortunately, um, you know, he became that personality, and then he had a, 
Humvee wreck, which pretty much ruined his career and, and probably in some form led to the, you know, the end of his life, I think. So the new observer this week, obviously Lance Russell is the headline story, and it's up on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com right now. What else is in the new issue? Well, I mean, the big thing is the Lance Russell story. There's some stuff about uh, Lucha Underground and also an attempt by another company, Aerolux, to uh, produce a Lucha Underground-type show. Um, so they, those are some of the some of the stories, and of course, you know, you know, the next couple of next three WWE pay per views, you know, little things on what's going on, where the directions are going, and stuff like that. Who do you think wins on Sunday, Nakamura or Jinder Mahal? Um, I mean, I would suspect that Jinder Mahal retains. I mean, they're going to India in uh, December, so it makes no sense whatsoever to take the title off Jinder Mahal right now, but. You know, I mean, so I guess that's what I would say. He could regain it. He could. No, he could lose it and then regain it. You could definitely do that. Yeah, I mean, then there's no reason. There's no reason you not to other than do you want to flip up the title like that. You know, and I mean, there's no, you know, it's it's still it's it's still a secondary title. The primary title is the universal, and that's the one that they're protecting more. So yeah, they could do a flip flop one month thing. You know, you could definitely do that. Sure. All right, well, thanks so much for doing the show here today, Dave. We're going to head to a break here in a bit. If you want to give us a call here today, the phone number, 844-411-5411. Text messages, 425-780-7566. The New Observer is up on the front page right now at WrestlingObserver.com. Huge bio on Lance Russell, all sorts of great stuff up there, so make sure you head up there and check that out. When we come back, your phone calls, emails, text messages. We'll also talk the big shows coming up here the WWE Hell in a Cell show, the New Japan King of Pro Wrestling show. If you want to talk about the UFC show this weekend, we can talk about that as well. So lots of great stuff coming up. And also the SmackDown and Raw ratings. Ratings in the middle of football season. Attendance is down. There is a lot to talk about here, and this will be the place to do it. So back in just a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. 
The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last. So call 800-692-0268 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-692-0268. That's 800-692-0268 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-692-0268 now. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We are back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. A lot to get into here today. Mario here says, I agree. Triple H needs to do something about the live crowd at Full Sail. But I believe that it's not that there's anything wrong with them. It's more that they have figured out that they may have some cool matches and character development, but everything builds to concluded takeovers that no longer take place there. Maybe they need to run live specials there and have a title change there once or twice a year. So they have some nice moments like the old days. Problem is, they do have big things that happen at full sale. Like the match last night, Drew McIntyre, Roderick Strong, supposedly, supposedly, Roderick Strong's final ever shot at the NXT title. I mean, that's a big match, and it was a great match, and people didn't care. I mean, they cared to a degree, but it was nothing like the Lucha Underground main event. Phoenix and Marty the Moth. I mean, I mentioned last night in the Brian Vinny show. Those two matches, Roderick Strong and Drew McIntyre in the ring, was significantly better as a professional wrestling match than Phoenix versus Marty the Moth. Now, because of the crowd reactions for Roderick Strong, Drew McIntyre, and the crowd reactions in the temple for Phoenix and Marty the Moth, Phoenix and Marty the Moth was a way better match in the end. It was a much better presentation. It came off as more important and more dramatic. The crowd had so much. There was no reason for that crowd to not be in that Drew McIntyre-Roderick Strong match. And I know there's... What's going on over there? You all right, Mike? No, that was actually the boy. Oh, I'm having a feeling we shouldn't have had the windows open all day. Holy it's smokes. Got the pollen going on in here. Anyway, so yeah. 
I mean, there's a lot of changes to NXT, the way they sell tickets, the crowd that's in there now, the fact that they've been there. I mean, it's just, it's different. But whatever the reason, I mean, it makes for television that's not as good as other television shows. That's just the reality. I don't know how to solve the problem either. It's going to be ebbs and flows of these things, too. You know, it's not like it's you can't have the beginning days of the NXT crowd for every single show. It's just unless they're going to move it around, the only thing you can do is try to make the live experience special and energizing for those people that are there. And sometimes that's going to be difficult on a, you know, there's multiple tapings taking place. So it's. Again, it's going to happen. I, I know that familiarity, I guess, can breed some contempt. But again, unless you're going to move this thing around and tape it in different places, you're just going to have to figure out a way to energize that live crowd week in and week out or make it look like that week in and week out. This person here says, is there a reason they don't include Nakamura and Mahal as an additional Hell in a Cell match because three on one card would be too many? I don't understand the tag title match being in one zero buildup or logic to it. That's Evan from Massachusetts. See, everybody thinks that there's zero logic. I just think they told the story terribly. If you think about that wild out of control match, the last one they had where, you know, Jimmy got flipped off the, the top rope into the table, it's like... To have that all out of control, to have this feud between what is seemingly the only, what are seemingly the only two teams on that roster, to end, you know, culminating in Hell in the Cell, I think like that on paper made sense. It's just how they've gotten to it has been terrible, and they've told the story terribly. As far as there being three on well, there, hold I on don't, a second. Let's I don't go think back that's before we get to three on there. I mean, like a cell, a cage. I mean. It's to keep people in. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if they have a wild, out-of-control brawl, then the GM should come out and say, go for it. It's false count anywhere. It's no-holds-barred, false count anywhere. Just go nuts. Like, I mean, you can but still think, but, go off the top through a table in a cell because a cell's so big. I mean, there's still a ringside area. Well, that, I know that's that's true, but, I mean, as far as, like, the, the big ultimate blow-off for this never-ending feud between these, you know, this blood feud between these two teams, which is how this thing should be presented, but then again— Let them have a they war. Ne- I know, but they never added a heavy also to the Usos, too, because the the showdown that they had this week where it's, you know, again, it's still three guys and, you know, three fan favorites and, you know, staring down two heels, and we're going to trap you in this cell now. It's just ridiculous. The whole reason they did that stupid match is because the Usos always talk about the Uso penitentiary. That's the whole reason they had a Hell in a Cell match. So, yes, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, yeah, I, but they could have had it. a cage match for that. But I guess then again, that's what the pay per view is for. You had to you book yourself into a corner. You don't have any. The point of this is like here's why this is this is to me why Nakamura Mahal is not in the cell, okay? Because they must have some sort of idea, and whether the, <laughs> whether that's a disqualification or whether that is a run in or whatever it is. I mean, they must have some sort of idea because it doesn't make any sense for a match where guys have been running in, running in, running in, running in, not to put but, this match inside a cell. But, Brian, maybe they thought that, I, I don't know, maybe it's got something to do with Shane and Owen. I don't know. I Maybe Shane. I don't know what it is. I I, have I'm no telling idea you what, what it is. is. They must have some sort of finish that involves either, either this is going to go well, on. I'm sure they have a finish. <laughs> either this is going to go on, like, third from the top, and they're just going to do another stupid DQ. And then do like a cage match on TV, which is just so stupid since you had the opportunity for a sell. Or, like I said, they're going to do a match. The Singh brothers interfere. 
And then after all this time, these idiot GMs realize, you know what? Maybe this should have been in a cell in the first place. Yep. They lower the cell, and we have a finish. That's, that's the one why. that makes the most sense. Okay, well, that's I, why. I know. I'm not fighting you on this. I'm just saying that, they again, bringing up some other things here, too. And it's not <laughs> because right? there would be three on one Heaven show. Heaven forbid you get challenged. Go ahead. Mike, I'm not yelling at you. I was telling that guy. I wasn't telling you. Don't take it personally. You're telling the you're really yelling at people today about things. I'm not you know, yelling like at the, anybody. You began the show with 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 taking out your frustrations on people that how dare they blame you? You know, yeah. you're getting all of this out today. You're really you're right. And I'm not blaming you. Venting at the end of the week here. Fiery boss man. Go ahead. Roman Reigns has ruined something about the shield without realizing it. This person said, since he got the theme song and gear, or the shield of the shield in the divorce, people are probably going to. Pavlonianly boo the entrance song when they come out the first time. Oh, Jesus. I think people are overthinking this. Of course they are. A little too much. It's a shield reunion. It's going to get over. Like, they may boo two guys, and or they may cheer two guys and boo Roman. I don't know. But mm. people want to see this shield reunion. That's just the way things are in WWE now. This person says, Wednesday night feedback. NXT. What would be worse? Leo Rush getting beat down by Velveteen Dream or potentially losing his first match against Aleister Black. Uh, I think him getting beaten down like a geek was worse than him going there and losing to one of their stars. I mean, Aleister Black is a star. Leo Rush is debuting. I mean, they have a good match and Leo Rush wins. It's not the end of the world. I mean, that's how they debuted two members of the Undisputed. They 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 debuted and they lost to Aleister Black. So I don't think Leo Rush, of all people, debuting and losing to Aleister Black is the end of the world. Now, Leo Rush coming out... And during the entrance of Aleister Black, he gets beat up by the Velveteen Dream, like a complete geek. And Aleister Black stands there and just watches like he couldn't possibly care less. And then we never see Leo Rush again. That's worse. Oh, hey, why would Aleister Black care less? You know what I mean? He's just trying to go in there and sit. And if it's Velveteen Dream cleared out his competition... Fine, and now he'll deal with Dream when, when he gets the chance to. Yeah, it wasn't even a violent beatdown. It wasn't even a good beatdown. It, it was silly to do. I think it was silly to debut Leo Rush anyway against Aleister Black. It's like you see that on the surface, and it's like, okay, well, that's how they debuted Colin O'Reilly, too, and, and well, O'Reilly and Fish, and, and he knocked them off, so this doesn't make any sense. And then he gets laid out for this continuation of this feud. I just think it was a waste. I mean, there's other guys you could have done that with. You know, why not just have Leo go out there and get, you know, killed by uh, Lars Anderson or something like that? I mean, at least he might Lars get more Anderson. Or what's He's your boy? Back. Lars, Lars, <laughs> Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan, who uh, is always in control. Like, I mean, he may have gotten more rub off of getting destroyed by him than he would have off of looking like a geek against the Velveteen Dream. It says, Lars Sullivan's vocabulary should not include anything besides roaring and grunting. He actually wrote what he should say, but I'm not reading it. You know, I know some people are, some people like that Lars Sullivan is just this big mammoth giant who speaks eloquently. Okay, I don't like it. You're all entitled to your opinion. We'll see if it gets over. That's, 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 the, end of the, that's the end of the story. If it gets over, then it works for Lars Sullivan. And if he doesn't get over using this weird WWE speak... Then Brian's going to yell at you. I'm, I'm going to yell at him, because I told you. He, lo- he looks like a caveman. He's out there reading so? a script, uh, hooked on phonics. I mean, as a viewer, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but listen to me. As a viewer, I cared less about Lars Sullivan when the promo was done than I did going in. So to me, it was a failure. 
Why does everybody have to be If you cared more about him after the promo, then it was a success. And we will let the larger audience judge whether it's a success or a failure. Well, why can't his big-ass head have, like, an extra big brain in it? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe these mammoth men that look like they're two steps back on the evolution chart are actually two steps ahead. And, and, And Lars is always two steps ahead of you. Why do you have an issue with this? Because I cared less about him when it was over than when it began. We'll see how it goes. Maybe it, maybe I will be, maybe as time goes on, I'll be like, man, this is the greatest gimmick ever. A guy that looks like the French angel and talks like Nick Bockwinkle. This is, this is crazy successful. That's like literally what Tomas Rios wrote. But here's, <laughs> here's a, did you like the Ezekiel Jackson when he debuted? And obviously nobody really liked Ezekiel Jackson after we had to watch him wrestle for a while. But when he debuted with Spanky, with Brian Kendrick, did you like that twist on the bigger guy, you know, the bodyguard standing behind who is going to kill you, but also will, I guess, quote scripture doing it or, or speak in big words? I don't remember enough to remember. Okay. So it's just really, this is about Lars being a caveman, looking like one. He should act yeah, like Yeah, he comes one. out there looking like a monster. He'd be the Geico commercial. He comes out there looking like Godzilla, and then he just starts reading movie lines. Who wants to see Godzilla talk? Anybody? Probably Vinny. <laughs> but he's not here right now, so he doesn't get a vote. Also says, Roddy should definitely join Undisputed because right now he's a boring face that always loses and has no gimmick. I wouldn't go that far, but I will say, this is not a spoiler because the show is going to be live. I don't know what's going to happen, but if ever there was a time for a horseman beatdown in war games, now would be the time. Roddy turns on his team, joins Undisputed. The four of them just massacre everybody. Be awesome. I'd be fine with that. Lucha Underground. Apparently Katrina cannot wrestle, but she has great ring gear. Well, yeah, Katrina is not a full-time seasoned professional wrestler. But, I mean, they did okay with that match. It was not a complete disaster. So some professional ring gear, you're saying? In fact, there was a much bigger botch in the match with the real professionals. Phoenix and Marty the Moth, there was a spot that was so badly botched that they couldn't even fix it with a year of (laughs) post-production. It just stayed in there. I couldn't even believe it. There was apparently no way to edit around this botch that they did. Not just a rib? No, it was definitely, they they screwed something up right there. Can't they use magic? I mean, there's magic that's being used on this show. They could not have just, like... Don't even get me into the magic that didn't work in this match. Oh, my. Katrina should have vanished right when she was getting covered for the pin. Because she can teleport. But she didn't. She just laid there and got pinned. It was ridiculous. In, in, the, in the fancy ring gear. Now, someone's going to say, well, Brian, don't you remember she has a magic rock? And she didn't have the rock? And so without the rock, she can't teleport? That's what we're dealing with here in this match on Lucha Underground, everybody. Her teleportation rock, and whether she had possession of it at the time. This person says, with Sami Zayn being focused on in the last couple of weeks, what are the chances he costs Shane the match? Sami has been treated like a complete geek since coming up. Might as well turn him heel. It can't hurt him. Listen, anything can happen. I'm skeptical that's going to be the finish of the uh, Shane McMahon-Kevin Owens match. Yeah, I don't like that. Exceedingly skeptical. This person says, Will Nakamura be blamed for the title match feeling flat? Or is WWE self-aware that Jinder is not the best option despite the focus on India's market? I think WWE is well aware that Jinder is a work in progress. And so, if it doesn't get over, I don't think they're going to blame Nakamura. I think they'll just take their losses 
and hope that he continues to improve as they head towards the home of a hundred billion people watching WWE programming. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. With the voices inside of my head, you're trying to save me. Stop holding your breath, and you think I'm crazy. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. Call 800-587-4281. Call now. That's 800-587-4281. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Here are the top matches for this coming weekend. If you're watching the Hell in a Cell show, which is coming up on Sunday, we'll be here for two hours that day hyping it up. Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin versus the Hype Bros. Randy Orton, Rusev in a singles match. Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler in a singles match with Ziggler. 
promising his greatest entrance ever. Baron Corbin, AJ Styles for the U.S. title. Natalia Charlotte for the women's title. By the way, uh, Charlotte's new book, I got the press for it. I got the little piece of paper that talks about who Charlotte is. It mentions that she's the champion. Book's about to come <laughs> out. I don't know if that means anything or not, but she's fighting for the title on Sunday. New Day versus the Usos, Hell in a Cell match for the SmackDown titles. Jinder versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE title. And Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens in a Falls Count Anywhere Hell in a Cell match. Get out of here with this stuff. And then from New Japan, the main event, King of Pro Wrestling, Sunday night, Monday morning, Okada Evil for the IWGP heavyweight title. Yay. Tomohiro Ishii versus Naito, Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP heavyweight title shot. The Moriye. briefcase is on the line. Uh-huh. Tanashi and Makabe versus Juice Robinson, Kota Ibushi, Kushida Will Ospreay, and believe it or not, we're going to see the Killer Elite Squad, Grills of Destiny, and War Machine in a three-way for the tag team titles. How unique. Yeah. So that's coming up on Sunday. We'll be back on Sunday to talk all about this stuff. Check out WrestlingObserver.com for more. There's a lot of great stuff up there. And trust me, a lot more to come. Check it out. That's it from here. Thanks, Mike, as always. Everybody in the studio, callers, listeners, talk to you again next time. Wrestling Observer Live.